Yo, Brosifs, this is your lovable baby boy, Brank, telling you guys that you need to check out Anchor.fm. It's the free one-stop shop to make your own podcast. You don't need any other recording software at all. You can record there and edit either on your phone or your computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. You don't need to hassle with getting URLs or Reddits or placing something so your podcast can be found. They'll do it. They'll put it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from them with no minimum listenership get that cash money now it's everything you need to make a podcast it's a one-stop shop so go there today download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started that is anchor a-n-c-h-o-r download the app or go to anchor fm to get started peace super super It's the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. I don't know if you guys heard that, but those were carolers outside of my window singing the official songs of E3. Tis the season to be jolly because we are there. We are at E3 2021. It is I, the lovable, kissable baby boy Brink, and I'm joined by. The not-so-lovable and not-so-kissable big boy, Josh. Ooh, he's a big boy. Yeah. Well, we are at Super BS, a podcast about video games. You might know us already. Uh, hopefully, if you're listening to this, if you somehow found this random, great. Um, you're joining on kind of like a, a weird non-numbered episode because we're doing some E3 highlights. We'll probably do one more of these before we get back to the normal show as there are still a couple more press conferences left to go. Actually, really only one, the Nintendo one that we we're not going to be touching on today because it's tomorrow. Um, but yes, my boy, before we get to all the news and all the funsies, have you got a chance to play any of those sweet new games we talked about last time, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart or Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade? Yes, I will start by talking about my experience with Rift Apart. We talked about last time how a lot of the sites gave it a really high review score of a nine and how we kind of thought it's maybe not there. I will say I'm about 40% done with the game. It's definitely growing on me. I really do like the combat. I've, I've always enjoyed the Ratchet and Clank's like combat and platforming. But in a year where really probably my game of the year right now is Resident Evil Village, it, this is probably a number two because it's something where I've actually enjoyed my time with it, and it's it's overall like you know pretty fun and enjoyable. I'm you know I'm not like itching to get back every minute, but whenever I'm playing it, I generally play for like a couple hours without like being bored or wanting to switch something else. Um, I've also officially started, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla Wrath of the Druids, just started doing that so I can get myself over to Ireland and I have not touched anything besides those two in Apex. Have you had a chance to play anything, Josh Box, Series Josh? Uh, no, I mean, I haven't played anything since last we talked. I, yeah, I've been, uh, I wanted to play some Ratchet and Clank last night, didn't have time to do it. So, I have not. Uh, tell me about Wrath of the Druids, though. How's it? Uh, how's how's that game treating you? 
I mean, I'm super early on. I'm not even in Ireland yet. You have to like uh, stop a blockade. I just turned it on last night because I was realizing I'm like half the reason why I fell off of, and that's the helicopter uh, from Ubisoft coming to arrest me for not playing very much Wrath of the Druids, but trying to talk about it definitively. I, um, I, I really only just wanted to check it out. I did like Valhalla. We've kind of talked about that on the podcast. I've gotten back into it and enjoyed it more recently. But I fell off because I, I wanted to wait to get the season pass. But, I was, you know, you know me, I'm a cheap boy. So I waited for the season pass to go on sale. And so I finally picked it up when it was on sale. And so I was like, yeah, let me let me turn this on. Let me see how this is going. Um, and, it, you know, it's so far, I'm not even in Ireland yet. It's the same old Assassin's Creed. I'm still in England. But I'm ready to get get deep down in there. Um, deep, deep, deep inside, man. Like they like it. You're just getting all getting all up in England. Just, just deep yeah. in there. <laughs> um, so let's get to it. Let's get to what everybody wants to hear about E3 2021. I say we do this. You know, we talked about the Summer Games Fest, Jeff Keighley's thing, which was pretty cool looking back. You know, Elden Ring, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, that weird Death Stranding trailer, Metal Slug Tactics. It is... It, I think it kicked off everything on a pretty high note, but let's go to the next major conference, um, Ubisoft. Uh, there was some other weird stuff, Coke, Koch, whatever it's called, media did something, Gearbox did a really, really bad showcase, but I, I say today, we just talk about the big three that happened, Ubisoft, Microsoft, and Square Enix. Well, we are back from what was the craziest thing you ever missed, okay? There was internets going off left and right. We just, we changed everything. So if you notice your internet running faster now at home, that's because of us. You can thank us later. You can send us gift cards and checks in the mail. Do it. We are talking about Ubisoft. They had an E3 press conference on Friday a few days back, and they announced some shields. Did you get a chance to check it out, my dude? Um, yeah, no, I didn't get to, I didn't actually watch the conference. I don't really care that much. I kind of skimmed the trailers, you know, they had the avatar trailer, which was, uh, you know, it, it looks like it's deceiving, right? Because it looks like it's this like big action game, but they didn't actually show any footage of it. And avatar games have not scored well in the past. Do they so, have any other avatar games? I mean, mm -hmm. I've never played any, so... Yeah, when the movie came out, they had one. I want to say it was on. There's one on Wii, um, maybe one on 360. I don't. I don't quite remember PlayStation Three, but um, yeah, there's one that came out with the movie. And so, I, what I'm wondering is if Ubisoft's making this, if it's going to have some kind of open world of some sort, and it'll have some kind of role playing aspect to it. I would imagine. That, I I believe it's done by Massive, their company that made Division. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure about that because I've also heard that company was working on um, uh, the Star Wars MMO that they're making or Star Wars the live yeah, service game that they're making. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I'm trying to see if I can find out which of their yeah it's developed by Massive Entertainment. So I I'm not sure exactly how that'll work. Um, yeah, it looked interesting. I mean, they showed more Far Cry Six. I thought that looked pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um. Glad they're extending Valhalla at the same point, though. I don't even know if I need them to because I don't know if I'll even get through the main game, let alone all so these expansions. So here, here's my beef with that is that, mm -hmm. yeah, it's cool. Like, I mean, I still need to go back to Wrath of the Druid. But how does it tie into the, to the, um, the story at large? Because I think with Odyssey, they did a great job of tying those stories together with their, um, you know, it, Atlantis DLC, right? They They had a way of, like, tying what's going on in the past to what's going on in the present. And if you got to the end of Valhalla, uh, you would know that, like, they didn't really, like, 
the ending of the game was very frustrating as mm. far as like what's going on in the modern setting. And because of that, it is, I don't know, I just like, I, I would hope that they are writing the frustrations of that main story as opposed to just like, oh, hey, here's some new places to raid. Because I mean, that's just like more fetch quests in that case, you know, like what's the point? Yeah, I mean, um, you cut out a little bit there, but most people like myself don't care at all about the overarching story and think that's one of the worst parts of Assassin's Creed. I know it does have a fan base, and hopefully you, you're catching me with this. But um, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I know a lot of people's favorite thing about Wrath of the Druid is it does not deal with the modern day stuff at all, um, which to me sounds great. I wish they would give up on that stuff. I think it's pointless and dumb. Um, and you know, I, I enjoy what's that? They, well, they need to, if they're going to forget about it, they need to finish it. Like they need to tie the story up and then, you know, they can do whatever they want in that aspect because at, with, um, you know, the, I don't, can I spoil it? Can I just tell you what happens? No, 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 no. You can't spoil <sighs> okay. Valhalla. There's like, no. there's like different, like, I don't know. It, it sounds like it's going to go somewhere. It sounds like. You know, things are going to start coming together here soon, but they're not like making taking steps to make it happen. You know, it's like those people are like, yeah, I'm going to go on a diet and then nobody ends up doing it. Or someone who goes like, yeah, I'm going to totally start going to the gym. It's my New Year's resolution. And then they don't do it. You know, it's like it, you can talk a lot and then not do anything like that's that's what's going on with Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I just think so many people like myself, I think in Odyssey, I did care a little bit about their present day story. I thought it was kind of neat, but I, I've got to be honest, like, I don't want to deal with it. We've talked, we had complaints about it specifically on this show before you finished it, how much I just didn't re resonate with the character or the setting or any part of it. If they just removed it totally, it wouldn't bother me one bit because the main story I'm interested in this game is Eivor's story, not um, Liana. Is that her name? Liliana? Uh, uh, Something L. You know, yeah, whoever. The, the, protagonist. Yeah, the, the girl from uh, the last game. Li, Liara? No, that's uh, Mass Effect. Um, yeah, anyways. No, anyways, I know who you're talking about. It's, you know, main female protagonist who's in the present. And I just don't care. You know, she mm -hmm. was kind of interesting in Od or Origins. And then she was more interesting in Odyssey. And then when I was reintroduced to her this time, I was just like... I don't have the patience for this anymore. Just let right. me play the game. Don't make me do all this weird like, and, and they will make you do that occasionally. Like I was in a doing like a side quest and it made me jump back to the present world where I like jumped up these towers or something like that. I was like, this is dumb. Just let me play the game. But whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's not, you know, that's not what Ubisoft likes to do. They like to have this dumb tie in stuff where like, I, I think the Desmond stuff was pretty interesting before three. But after that, I really, you know, I thought they did fine with Black Flag where it was like a pointless like, oh, hey, we're we're just really taking you to do this. You know, we don't mm -hmm. care at all about the rest of the stuff. Um, my biggest standout from the show was honestly Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. I've talked a lot on old Super BS how much I like Mario's and Rabbids, Mario's plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. But Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, I hope it's going to be great. I am a little bit disappointed that it's not a 2021 game, which is something that we're going to be discussing a lot in the show is there's not 2021 is going to be as barren as we were worried. Unless Nintendo really brings it tomorrow, it is probably going to be a pretty weak year overall. But 
That being said, I, I was happy that they announced Mario Plus Rabbits. I'm excited to see that game, especially when it comes to action. My guess is the next forward they will do that. Do you have anything else about uh, Ubisoft before we move on to the biggie that uh, uh, you liked? No, you know, I mean, I'm I'm glad they didn't announce a new Assassin's Creed. I think that that's a franchise that does better when it's not annual entries, and I hope they don't go back to that. Uh, yeah. Distinct lack of um, Beyond Good and Evil Two n- that never showed up. Uh, yeah. Skull and Bones never showed up. So you know, we, there, there's these things waiting out in the wings that they've talked about before that we just aren't seeing. So it just makes me wonder if we're ever going to see those, or if it's going to be something that's like. 10 years from now, hey, it's finally done. You get to play it in next year. The real one to think about that should make you really weird is the Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake oh, that was supposed yeah, to be never, out. Yeah, it never. Spo- <laughs> yeah, it just got delayed one time, and mm-hmm. then it got permanently delayed or whatever, indefinitely delayed. That's yeah. a weird one because they showed that last year, and it was supposed to be out by now. It was supposed to be out, I want to say, either January or March, and then mm-hmm. it just disappeared. Um, yeah, Ubisoft's in a weird spot. Uh, a lot of their stuff they showed was not... It was just incremental. Like, I don't think they needed a press conference, if I'm going to be honest with you. I think they should have just tied... A couple of these people should have tied themselves together to make a really spectacular press conference because as it was, it wasn't worth showing. Well, up. yeah. Square didn't need one either. Which let's, was... let's. I was thinking about that. Let's jump to them next because they, they are not as big as the Biggie and I think we'll have a lot to say at Microsoft and Bethesda. Square Enix did their press conference. They kicked it off with Guardians of the Galaxy, the heavily rumored game coming out of from Eidos Montreal. It looks like a semi-Marvel's Avengery style third-person action adventure, some shooting elements style game, maybe like a, a hint of Tomb Raider, which that company worked on, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, yeah, man, what do you think of that before we get into some of their other stuff? Uh, okay, so for people expecting it to be like the movie, it is not. So this no. one... This version is clearly based on the comic books. And, mm. you know, you could tell it was just by the character designs and the way they act, which, you know, I think if Disney is giving them the rights to make these games, like, and you want these games to be good and you want to bring more people into it, you should give them access to the people, to the actors. You know, like, you should give them, you should, even if they have to foot the bill for it, like, this is a, this is a Disney property. So you'd mm. think that they would let them, you know, take care of business in order to make a better product. But Disney doesn't seem to really care about games that much. So that being said, you know, it, it looks cool. You know, I like how the, the music ties into it, but Avengers looked cool also when they showed us that trailer a a couple years ago and it didn't end up being cool. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about. Speaking of Avengers, I might, I am still hesitant. I might finally pick it up. I've seen it for 20 bucks on Xbox at this point. Um, but I still don't know if it's worth it. You know, I think we've talked about it at great length, maybe when Black Panther joins, but that game is, that game's weird. Um, yeah, after that, they did an update for, um, I don't know if it was right after, but they did do an update for Avengers, The War for Wakanda. That's supposed to come out sometime this summer, still not dated. Then they talked about the other tentpole that they mentioned they were going to talk about, the Babylon's Fall. It's some like live service near looking game that I, I guess people are excited for. It is PS4, PS5, and Steam only. I, I don't know anything about it. It looks like it could be cool, but it looks also like it could be Godfall. So I have very <laughs> low, uh, very low hope for it. Um, I don't. The games as a service games don't do anything for me. Like I don't have yeah. any interest in playing it. I know you liked Outriders, and people seem to enjoy Outriders still, uh, but it's just not. 
it's not something when I when I go to Square games, like I expect like single player experiences, and that's just not. I don't have the time for a game like that, though. You know, I'm curious to hear more about it at the same time. Yeah, I I don't I didn't love Outriders. Like I enjoyed the little bit I played. I probably played I don't know four hours total or three hours total, and it, it was fun. But I because it's live service, I know there's no end. I have no real reason to want to put more time in. I don't care about loot grinding games, and that's kind of what all these games are. Um, yeah, man, I I don't know. Maybe there's going to be a big audience for it. It sounds like there's a lot of negative feedback. Uh, they also talked about the Life is Strange. They got like a remastered collection as well as a new one called True Colors. We've talked about these on the show before because they did a Square mm-hmm. Enix press conference. I, I don't care for walking games. Um, <laughs> that's you know, that's a, I'm I'm happy these games exist because yeah. you know it, it's getting people into games that aren't really into games. Yeah, but it's just not a game for me, and that's not to totally. like speak towards the story or the message they're delivering. It's just not something that captivates me. Before we get to the real biggie, I do want to call out one of the more frustrating announcements from the show, which was Final Fantasy, I want to say it's called Pixel. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah. That is probably the thing that pissed me off uh, more than anything else at the whole showcase, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is called, let me see, uh, Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters. It is a remaster of Final Fantasies 1 through 6, only available on Steam and Mobile. Yeah, I don't Square, know who hates Square, Switch yeah. or all these other consoles. Um, it doesn't seem like it would have been that big of a deal to port them since they're already going to be on Steam. But I guess they just don't want to do it. So well, Square's got the. I mean, and I guess it makes sense because you know mobile games take up such a, a big majority of the market out in Japan. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you'd think that. American like people who want to play games in America are more console oriented at this point in time so you would think that yeah it wouldn't be that hard to just like maybe pop them up onto the uh switch marketplace or onto the the Xbox um, Sony whatever put them everywhere let everybody play all the games because it's on Steam like you could get it on Steam you know you can get on Steam iOS and I don't know about Android but yeah it just like it doesn't I would be stoked if I could play this on a console because I just yep. like I love these I like these games a lot and they're fun and I just don't uh, but I don't want to sit there and play on my phone because I don't know if you've ever played a Final Fantasy game on a phone but it is incredibly frustrating. I tried with I want to say Final Fantasy one so the only thing I can think of is most of these games I think were already available for purchase on phone or maybe not most but I want to say like Final Fantasy Final, one and Final maybe Fantasy two? one through six yeah they're they're already there like I yeah. I own them right now on iOS so it just sounds like this is a sprite port versus what they were doing with Final Fantasy six and five which were like those ugly hideous looking um, remastery weird pixel the, stuff. Okay, because I know with three they like remade it to be like more like chibi looking characters, the big heads and all that. Oh, so they use the DS port. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this might be them taking the actual original NES title, Final Fantasy three, and putting it on mobile for the first time. So, whatever, man. I I just I would love like the remake. Uh, Doctor Don and I were talking about a remake similar to the Dragon Quest three uh, HD two D Project Octopath style game. That would be incredible. So but even well, just. Yeah. yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Like, I was expecting they're like remasters, like, oh, cool. So I was expecting it to have like an Octopath vibe to it, where the, you, the, the backgrounds all stick out really well. And yeah, HD, like dynamic yeah. lighting. 
Yeah, I mean, I I just don't know why, you know, you can't even at least put these on consoles. Like, I I don't get that. Like, yes, I would love all those things we talked about. I would love it for it to be, um, you know, HD 2D or 2D HD, whatever it's called, with high dynamic or dynamic light and HDR and all that stuff. But at least let me play them. I would have given them 30 bucks or whatever they asked for these games. Like, Mm -hmm. I just want to be able to play them again. And it's so crazy to me that this company knows that they have so many titles that people will be willing to pay money for at just the original version. No remaster, nothing. And they just, they don't want to do it. Like, nah, not us. I'm not going to put out Chrono Trigger on anything. Can't play it again unless you have a a Vita or a PS3 or Steam, you know, or whatever. It's like, this, this, it sucks, man. And so they ended with what is potentially... The worst um, thing I've ever seen when I was expecting something different. This was like the worst, like, whoa, okay, this is what you were making. In Stranger of Paradise, colon, Final Fantasy Origin. That name is trash, and all of the dialogue and audio is bad. So you love it. Is bad. You, you, you love it, is what you're saying. The like character models the best thing you've ever seen. stupid. They don't look like they're supposed to be part of Final Fantasy One at all. The outside of like some of them are wearing semi chainmail stuff. It and looks it, like Devil May Cry. It's just so dumb. Like the only thing I'm hoping will save it is Team Ninja makes a really good Souls like. Neo is great. So if the combat's good, I will still get it and play it. But it is. It just. It looks bad. Like I don't know. I don't think they should let Nomura design stuff anymore. You know, like he's not. I really don't like his design decisions, and I think most people don't. And the amount of times they use the word chaos in that trailer is insane. The story is not going to make any sense. Like, as soon as I saw Nomura, like, my hype level immediately dropped about 10% because his games, they make no sense. And, you know, I know they're trying to tie this into the original Final Fantasy entries with, like, the Heroes of Light, but... yeah. It's not, I don't know, it looks too dark. Like, those those original Final Fantasy games are very, like, campy, I guess. They're very, like, they though the themes are dark, it's it gives you a very, like, happy feeling. Like, yeah. this trailer, just watching the trailer just, like, sucks the life out of you. Yeah, I'm still going to play it, but it, it seems more like it's a Devil May Cry game. Like, the, the main character with the blonde hair you know the characters yeah. don't even look like that in final fantasy they got big like no they're they're D style armor. characters right they're, right they're fantasy this is not fantasy at all this is final fantasy 15 which i love that game but this is the it just feels like they ripped characters from like the fashion shows that nomura likes to do and then shoved them into final fantasy one with garland the bad guy from final fantasy one and then they use the word chaos a million times and it's like a joke the only thing that I liked about this entire showing was that we found out it's coming to Xbox. So at least yeah, that, that happened. Cool. That was like the only good thing. And then there's supposed to be a demo, so I at least can give it a shot. I, was, I downloaded it, was it last broken. night. Try it. It's broken. I can't. Yeah, it just says it's corrupt. It. I've tried yeah. downloading it twice. I'm just going to wait for them to say like, hey, it's fixed. And then I'll I hope download somebody gets fired. I want I want heads need to roll for this BS <laughs> here. Um, but there's going to be a plot twist in this game. I don't know if you heard uh, the chaos. There's going to be a chaos crystal, <laughs> and out of this crystal, How Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh yeah, Boom. good. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. It's the tie-in. The Square Enix is buying Sega. You heard it here, folks. Uh, heard it here first. Uh, chaos crystals and the Chaos Emerald will be there. Mm-hmm. Doctor Robotnik yep. is going to team up with Garland. 
You yeah. just wanted it. You got it. Sonic's your speed demon. People, He's pe your... people been asking for this for years, man. <laughs> yeah, I I really, really hope that it's good because um, the combat could save it. I have a feeling the story is going to be nonsensical and dumb. The combat could save it, but I don't know. Every every decision when I look at it is like Stranger of Paradise. That I, That name on its own wouldn't be bad except for Final Fantasy Origin is a pretty good name. Why don't they just stick with that? So, yeah. well, you think maybe it's because the that remember the PlayStation game was Final Fantasy Origins? Yeah, Final Fantasy Origins. Then don't use Final Fantasy Origin. Don't just do Stranger of Paradise. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the, all the decisions were weird. Like Final yeah. Fantasy Origin, it's Strangers of Paradise or Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, it seems like it's going to be like a a ripped out of the world like, "Oh, he's not from this place, but he's here," you know? Final and, Fantasy Remix 2.5.52 mix story so far. Yeah, HD, 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 3.8, uh, <laughs> six days over two, um, dream drops on a distance. Yeah, man, this is <laughs> this is Square Enix at its most Square Enix. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what to think of it. I'm hoping I get to try it out this week, and I'm hoping it's not just a guy yelling chaos every five minutes and telling us how he wants to kill chaos. But chaos. No, way, no way to know, man. Uh, on that front, the one big thing that I'm not sure if they presented this information beforehand. If they did, then forgive me. But the one thing that I don't think they mentioned, which is kind of wild, is there was no Final Fantasy 16 showed. No, and that's, no Final Fantasy, yeah. That's supposed to come out this year. That's not like Final, Final Fantasy Remake 7 Part 2. They showed 16 Final is supposed to come out this year. Didn't they have that in the original uh, trailer? Yeah, I, uh, I, I thought it ended with 2021. Oh, I don't remember. Did it? It might have. I'm checking right now. Um, uh, do, do, do. 2020. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. I thought they gave it a date or somebody said it's coming out soon. 16 estimated release date because I'm all, I thought it was yeah, a uh, 2021 I title. I thought it said coming out or coming soon at the end of the thing, but I mean in Square Enix terms, that could be like five years. Oh, okay. So it, it is right. They did say they wanted it quick. Um, I, I'm not right, but it sounds like they said there would be more information in 2021. Mm. But they're not even sure if it's going to be released in 2022 or 2023. That's crazy. So this nice. could be a 2024 nice. title. Man. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know about that game. But the fact they didn't show it makes me wonder why they showed it off to begin with. And why they showed such a, a crazy video. You know, there was so much for yeah. it. I thought it was going to be like, oh, okay, we're going to get more info. The, well, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of gameplay in that trailer. That's one thing I do credit Square with doing is always putting gameplay yeah. in their trailers. But, you know, it, it just, I guess I thought it was a little more finished than it was. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're about to be purchased. So they're just kind of like, you know, uh, degaffing or, or what's going on with them. But it definitely doesn't feel like, they're really invested in this stuff at times mm -hmm. <laughs> like kind of feels like and maybe it's covid maybe it's all this other stuff you know going on but it, it's i don't know i don't know what to expect i don't really know what's going on their press conference was not great um before we finish this week we'll probably go and talk about our favorite one and our least favorites and maybe rank them even but uh yeah let's uh let's get to the biggie though before we do that i this is a news that came out today that 
It seems like there's a reason that this game was not shown at the Microsoft and Bethesda Showcase, Everwild. Supposedly, it's been restarted from scratch. And so oh. now they're aiming for a 2024 release date. So, is that the is that the one with the like the nature esque? Yeah, it's the rare like, game after Sea of Thieves where you go yeah, around. and It seems like okay. you're gonna pet animals and such. Um, oh, so, it looks so it it looked kind of good. Like I don't know what happened. I don't know either. But that's the rumor from Jeff Grubb, um, notorious video game rumor monger. Um, but yeah, man. So that's probably why it's not there. So when you don't hear us talk about Everwild, uh. That's it. So let's let's go through this showcase one by one because there was a lot of cool stuff. Uh, there was, t- there were twenty eight games shown. I want to say or twenty seven games coming to Game Pass. There was a ton of things. Um, thirty. They showed thirty games. Thirty games. First thing they did to kick off the show was Todd Howard came out on stage and showed a teaser for Starfield, which. I thought looked incredible. Didn't really show any gameplay or even a full trailer, but I, I do have to say it got me hyped. Um, I I was not huge on the fact when they dated it, and it was November eleventh, twenty twenty two. But I get why I get why they it, did it. Yeah, but I mean, they it is give it makes you know that this is this is happening. Like this is this is gonna happen. We're gonna be able to play this at some point. You know, they're not just gonna yeah. say starfield like if they you know i wonder if microsoft pushed them to get that release date out there but i think so i think they needed something big this e3 so yeah and like i don't i don't feel like i'm the only one who's like this like i need solid release dates in order for my faith to stay in a product yeah you know like when when am i going to be able to get my hands on this like even if it's pushed out a couple months i just i need to know that like there's a plan for it to come out um yeah i i'm very similar in that not that i don't believe things will come out but it's just hard for me to get hyped when there's no no time no release date like why should i be excited for final fantasy 7 remake part 2 will i be alive when it releases will i (laughs) be employed what does the world look like will it actually get out you know what i mean things like that make me think like oh this is kind of pointless um to be super stoked on things so i was glad that i believe almost everything here was dated not maybe not every single thing, Almost. but most there's, of the stuff was There were some things dated. that were coming soon. Um, did you notice too how like everyone in these pre-conference interviews and stuff were like, oh, "I hope Starfield's not basically Skyrim in space." And then one of their uh, people came out and said, I think it was "Todd Howard." Yeah, it's it's basically uh, yeah. And uh, Todd Howard and Ashley Cheng, I think her name was, but okay. they described Starfield as Skyrim in space and a Han Solo simulator. So nice. it sounds like we're going to be getting exactly that. Yeah, what they wanted, what they said they wanted, right? For yeah, I mean, you're not going to be able to please everyone. I bet it could be incredible. I did like the setting just from the teaser. You could realize, like, I heard somebody mention this too, so I don't want to take all credit, but it does feel like more grounded. Uh, sci-fi mm-hmm. then maybe like it doesn't feel like there's aliens everywhere you know and you got your zeep zorps it seems like a world that's maybe falling apart but there's still space travel um yeah, it, it looked great it, man yeah it reminded me of uh had that like lost in space feel to it where like people are trying to like colonize but everything just keeps going wrong like it's a very gritty dirt there's a very gritty like dirtiness to it yeah yeah i i totally dug it um, I don't have the exact order of what the announcements were, so I'm just going to be going in this list that I got from Polygon. Thank you. Uh, Stalker 2, 
That was announced. Oh, they announced that earlier, but they finally got a date. It is still not close. April 22, 2022. People love the original Stalker game from like 15 years ago or whatever it was. And I am stoked that this game is coming day one to Games Pass. And it seems like it's going to be an Xbox exclusive for a little bit. Um, did you get, have any feels from that? No, I mean, there's a lot here that like... I know people who will play these, but I probably won't play them. Stalker, I never played the original one. I don't really have any interest in picking up number two, especially if I have to go back and play the other one. I mean, you might not have to play the other one. It's The other one released in 2007. Uh, yeah, I, don't think I got it's... story OCD, though, so I can't like play a second entry and not know what's going on. Okay. Um, they also mentioned that Back for Blood, the Left for Dead, kind of like spiritual successor, is going to be on Game Pass upon release. So that's dope. Um, another game that we don't have mm -hmm. to buy. Uh, you don't have to buy barely any of these games. Like this is. I, yeah, I think there were only like two or three games that they announced in total yeah, that weren't Game yeah, Pass this games. Is, if you buy the console and have Games Pass, like it'll literally pay for itself within the first year you use it. Yeah, it, it's wild. Um, then there was a game called Contraband. It's by the mm -hmm. Just Cause team. That was an undated one. It was a very loose like teaser. Hopefully it's cool. I have mixed feelings on the Just Cause games. I've tried getting into them. I don't find them very fun, but whatever. Could be a great game. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. They did give some updates on Sea of Thieves and Fallout 76, which yeah, they're adding hey, a Brother of Steel. Good on them for like sticking to their IPs. You know, yeah. like Sea of Thieves really surprised me that they're pumping out another new content. This looks like it's a pretty massive like add-on for this game because it kind of adds a story to it. Yep. So good good for them, man. Good for Fr them. Free updates. And, you know, I've played it. It's a pretty fun game. I went back to it not mm -hmm. too long ago, and it's it's really enjoyable. I think if you've got a crew to go with, it's probably, like, worth playing. Uh, yeah. Battlefield 2042 showed a trailer. It was not a Game Pass game. I thought it was totally going to be shown here and been like, get it for free on Game Pass. But that's not what happened. We will see how interested people are in it when it comes out at the end of this year because I think it's I think it might be a $70 title. I'm not sure if EA's jumped that boat yet, but it's only multiplayer. So if it's coming out 70 bucks for only multiplayer, which you know, I saw it on the Microsoft store for 60, but I'm not sure if that's the Series X version or I'm not sure how it works. Um 12 minutes was shown again. Uh, that game looks pretty interesting. It's like an indie, kind of a big indie, though, if you will. And I want to say it is also a Game Pass title. Um, let me see. Uh, actually, is it not? Yep, day one. Xbox yeah. Game Pass, day one. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, that game looks really fun. August 19th, so that's pretty soon. Psychonauts 2, the game I was hoping would launch this week, is uh, August 25th. Um, it's Game Pass title, so that's cool. Looks like it could be a lot of fun, like a platformer, kind of similar to Ratchet and Clank. So, yeah, I, I'm I have high hopes that that's at least gonna be like an enjoyable Mario like, if you will. Um, but yeah, do you have any feelings about that game? Uh, I mean, I've never played the first one. I do plan on going back and playing it. But my daughter was sitting there watching the trailer, and she goes, "I want to play that game," so I will probably get it for her. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I mean, you don't even need to get it. You just got to download it. Don't that's need, the yeah, best thing. Download, yeah, it's it's free 99. One thing I will say, even though I mentioned already that Fallout 76 is getting a bunch of free updates, is that they mentioned that that's one of the top played Game Pass games. And good on them. You know, I've heard it's actually been improved a lot since they added the NPCs, which was the thing missing in the game mm -hmm. originally. So I've heard it's actually a pretty fun Fallout game. I do need to give it a shot. I have not really turned it back on since I tried it 
fairly uh, close to launch. Did you ever try that game or no? Fallout 76? Yeah. Uh, no, I did not. I never had people to play with. Yeah, we should we should try to give that a chance here on Super BS. Um, cool one. This is one that doesn't really affect me, but maybe for you. Hades is coming to Xbox Game Pass. I played quite a bit on that on Switch. It comes out August 13th. Great title. Uh, did not make my top five games of the year, but you know maybe I'll play some more of it on Xbox and, and come around to it. Um, are you going to try it out at least now that it's free? Uh, probably not. Really? I know. I just, I don't, maybe I will, but it's not like on my list right now. It's just, it's such a good title, man. And it's part of Game Pass. Yeah. Um, they, they did the opposite of pretty much everybody else's showcase, Microsoft did, by putting one of the most impressive things in the dead center, Halo Infinite. Uh, they didn't really give us much reason to be excited for the story other than, you know, like there's uh, whatever, there's like a, a Cortana like. And he's going to go do stuff. That story trailer was lame, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's talk about how they're like, hey, we put all this uh, time and money into making the multiplayer great. And then they show a single player campaign trailer. Like that was uh, interesting. What do you mean? They showed, they spent most of the time on the multiplayer, but they did no, show. No, I know. They, they talked about the multiplayer and then all of a sudden they launched into the single player trailer. Like that was a weird setup for that. That was weird. They probably should have started with the single player and then had that guy talk and then show the multiplayer. But yeah, I mean, it's whatever. That that single player thing was just really unphenomenal because it didn't show us any gameplay, which is what no. people want to see. So, people want to see if they improve yeah. the graphics from last year. So they were, um, I mean, and I'll be honest, like I was ready to play the game last year. I didn't, no, nothing that I saw looked really any different from what was there before, but it was weird to me because you know i've been reading that there's a lot of missing pieces in between halo 5 and halo infinite that you have to pick up two books to to be caught up on so i'm hoping that they'll fill you in on all that lore and story that you miss if you don't want to read those books i honestly think you're like one of the few people who care that much so I think most I of us just want like a decent oh, story. I it it doesn't need to connect with all the lore as long as they're like, hey, you got to go kill Cortana or whatever you're doing now. Sure. Yeah, that sounds fun. Make it fun. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. Halo Infinite, that multiplayer looked incredible, though. I do have to get yeah. that just out of the way. Yeah. That looks it so much nice fun. They, they highlighted all the great things about Halo's multiplayer, and they kind of showed you what some of the new stuff you could do is. I love the new... The reinvented Banshee. Yep. Um, oh, no, no, that's not know, a Banshee. That's a new one. That's like a motorcycle. It? Yeah, it's, oh, I forgot what it's called. They have a name for I, like a chopper. Then they added that just the grapple hook in multiplayer looks incredible. Yeah. It looks and so you can, much fun. You can call down um, ordinance now. Like you can call down vehicles and stuff. You see like the Pelican was dropping off like ghosts and Jeeps and things like that. Oh, I wonder what if that's going to be in all modes or if they're going to bring back their crazy giant 64-person uh pve pvp pve you know player versus player versus environment where there's like physical two teams. education yeah, yeah yeah physical education um but did you ever play that mode in halo 5 no i did we talked about mean, this last I, time i asked you i just got yeah no no i know i i just like i nobody i knew played halo 5 at that point when i was playing it so i didn't really get a chance oh. to jump in the multiplayer oh, that's great the halo 5 multiplayer is is really really fun i actually went back to it just a few weeks ago it was a lot of fun um then they announced diablo 2 or maybe diablo 2 was right before but it was right around there that looks really good eight players the only bummer is it was one of the few uh non-game pass games coming out september 23rd 
That game looks like a blast. Cannot is wait to play. Is it exclusive to Xbox? No, 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 no. I want to no. say it's uh, uh well, according to this listing it's Xbox and PC, but I oh. cannot imagine that. I believe it's Switch and PS4 and PS5 as well. Yes, yeah, uh, searching it again, you can find it's it's every console. It's going to be on like every single thing available. Um and then they did a smaller one, Slime Rancher 2, which would become to Game Pass 2022. A weird snowboarding game called Shredders, which, in my opinion, they spent way too much time on. That's I, coming out this year. I'm excited to play that. Like, I really? have not, like, I like snowboarding games, and, like, I just didn't like SSX very much just because it's too cartoony. Like, I yeah. love Cool Borders, and uh, was it the. So, it was some other like I remember as a game on PlayStation. Ten, was oh, it, it might have been uh, the N64. Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, there's another one is is something I I don't know what it's called. But anyways, I like snowboarding games, and so I'm kind of excited to play this one. And I'm even more excited because I don't have to pay for it. I can just kind of download it and see what's so, what. So for me, I think I'm more excited for Riders Republic, which we didn't really talk about in the Ubisoft press conference. I think it looks cool, but I just don't want to pay for it. So if I was yeah. going to play a snowboarding game, though, I'd pick up that because that has more of what I want, which is multiple styles of game. Is it going to be great snowboarding Riders Republic? I'm not sure. Hopefully Shredders will nail what it does because it's just doing one thing. Uh, I talked with you and Dr. Donna about this game. Like I can't remember how many months ago, about three months ago, there was some showcase called Atomic Heart. It's like a Russian uh mm -hmm. created like bioshock fallout bioshocky game it looks yeah. awesome it's coming to game pass i still don't think we have a date because it seems like it's pretty far off but the trailer looked great like i can't mm -hmm. it's a lot of gameplay and stuff so maybe it's not that far off and then one of the best things from the show which is a lot to be honest there was a that's saying a lot because there were so many good things in the show replaced replaced looked phenomenal did you get to watch that trailer uh no i replaced is the 2d hd style game where this guy it starts really boring and he's just walking left to right and then he starts climbing up the side of a building and you realize it's like a cyberpunk oh, style world yeah, yep, and then there's just like this combat I, I still don't know what the game is but it looks really really cool you know yeah. like i think that could be just like one of the standouts 2022 game pass but it's bummer it's not sooner then this is a trailer I literally laughed at because I thought it was great. The Outer Worlds 2. That was really funny. Did you watch that trailer? Uh, yes, I did watch the trailer. I need to. I still want to go back and play the first one. I just That's never good. like did. I I liked it. I didn't finish it. it. Fell off. I fell off about midway. I think it was a fun game, but not incredible. Um, Outer Worlds 2. It's teaser. I, my guess is we're two years away from it at the earliest. Uh, it's 2023 title. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I. I'm glad that they showed it because they needed to just be like, hey, dudes, this is an Xbox title. We're not even bringing it to PlayStation. Look at all the stuff that we have. You know, yeah, Game Pass, all yeah. the stuff. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, which came out on PC last year, is launching on Xbox Series X on July 27th. I want to try it out, but that game's like 100 gigs on PC. I, so Yeah, I, I want to pl play it. Like, I'm, it looks cool. Like, in the, the Series X obviously has the capabilities to run it, so yeah. I definitely... You know, even if I just play it a couple times, like I, I just want to try it because it looks phenomenal. Yeah, I might wait for the Top Gun Maverick uh, DLC stuff they have in there because that sounds fun to like fly a jet like Maverick around like a desert or whatever. 
So we'll see. That's a free thing too. There's so much stuff coming. It's that's you know we're not gonna pay for because we are Game Pass subscribers. I right? so technically we pay fifteen dollars a month, but we get a bunch of this junk. Um, then there's Forza Horizon Five, which I will admit I'm not normally a Forza fan in terms of I normally don't play much of them. I think they're really phenomenal games, but I just don't really get around to play much. This one looked great, honestly. I was very impressed. I don't know if you watched the whole trailer. But I was super impressed by this game. Yeah. Um, so what I what I liked about it was the fact that like it, you have almost almost real virtually real backgrounds in there, like the running water, the the way the sky is, the way the the mountains look. Like they set up 4K cameras and captured all that stuff in real time, which is just completely unheard of you know they playground games is always pushing the limits of what like they're capable of doing yeah and you know i'll be honest when i heard it was mexico like i really liked the uk like i love the just the the setting was really cool the mountains and the snow and the change of seasons and then uh, when i heard this was mexico i'm like oh man that's gonna be that's such a drastic difference but then they showed us the footage and like all the different places you get to go, the volcanoes, like the snowy settings, the the deserts, like they all, it all looks absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I uh, I think the Mexico setting is such a cool idea because, you know, I was talking with Dr. Don about this after. Mexico is normally only used to show like cartels, drug runners. It's kind of always has like a stereotype, right? They don't really ever yeah. use it for anything else besides like, hey, look at this crappy place here in the middle of the desert that's really poor. So I think it's kind of cool to show it off in a new light. I'm always a big fan of unique settings. I know a lot of people really mm-hmm. want Japan. I would have loved Japan, but I don't think this looks bad. Like, I definitely don't think it no. looks, like, super boring. I mean, they made England a lot of fun, and England's not crazy exciting, you know, like Green Hilly Place. So, yeah, yeah I, I think it could be great, and that's another game I'm just going to turn on and try because it's part of my subscription service. Um, and then they ended with something that I thought was a bizarre way to end the show, something I did I personally did not think looked very good. It was called Redfall, and I love the team that makes it. It's from the Bethesda's Arcane Studio, the guys who made Dishonored and Prey, and it's mm-hmm. launching in summer 2022. Obviously, Game Pass, Xbox exclusive, all that stuff. But yeah. it looked like Left 4 Dead, and that style of game is not for me. You know, I'll probably try Back for Blood later this year, but that's not what gets me hyped, and I love Immersive Sims, what that company is right. known for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I also thought the trailer, which wasn't gameplay at all, was not funny and not great. So I thought it was kind of lame, to be honest. Yeah, I think they're just kind of like letting us know that that exists. Yeah. I I don't know, man. I. I just thought it was a weird way to end the show, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I did not no, feel I, like it was a strong ender, like it, a strong yeah. like moment. But overall, I, I dug it, dude. I thought the Microsoft Bethesda conference, looking at the ones I've seen, and I haven't sat down and watched all of them, but I've tried to watch all of them. Just some have been so boring that I can't sit through them. Is like, yeah. for me, if I had to rank them, I would say Microsoft Bethesda is probably number one. Um, and then Summer Game Fest is like n- a close number two. I really, really dug uh, both, even though I'm not a huge Borderlands guy, the Tiny Team is Wonderland as the opener and Elden Ring as the closer. And then I love Japanese Breakfast, the musician. So I liked that live uh, performance they had there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I thought that one was killer. But game-wise, I think Microsoft and Bethesda have blown all of the other conferences out of the water so far. There's just nothing yeah. with the breadth that they've shown. 
Oh um, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm curious to see what Nintendo's gonna say, but like, I don't think that they're gonna come anywhere close to what was going on with uh, Microsoft and Bethesda. Since it's it's unlikely that Nintendo's is gonna be worse than Ubisoft's or Square Enix's, which which one do you think's the worst in your opinion? Um, I. I know you I didn't know, sit think, down and watch them, but just from a pure announcement standpoint, as somebody who watched them, I can tell you they're both pretty similar. There's a lot of developer talking. Most of them showed the games a little bit longer than they should have. Yeah. Um, which one I do think you, you think? I don't know. I think Ubisoft was not like great. They had a lot of things that they've announced over the years, and we just didn't get to see them. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think even though I did not love the Square Enix press conference, I think it was better than the Ubisoft one. There was at yeah. least some interesting stuff shown whereas the ubisoft one i left being like oh mario plus rabbit's great but i'll see that again next year it's not coming out anytime soon so i'll see yeah. that again next year oh valhalla's gonna get more dlc well cool you know maybe i'll get to it and far cry 6 you know i'll probably buy it just because it's been a while so mm -hmm. it's not like i'm super excited on that and then what did they end with they not writers republic which i've talked about i thought was interesting they ended with uh we just talked about the show. I can't even remember. It was so, so uh, unmonumental that I just like forgot whatever they ended the show with, which is, uh, oh, Avatar. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah, was a, that was a trailer yeah, for a game. I'm not interested at all. Um, yeah, man, I think that's the stinker. So for me right now, if I'm going to give a ranking for the four, it's Microsoft Bethesda, Summer Game Fest, uh, Ubi or uh, Square Enix, and then Ubisoft. I don't know what your order is right now, but yeah, I mean, I, I right now Microsoft's at my top. I haven't really, you know, I watch Square and you. I watch the Square is the only other one that I like watch to fruition. So that's I don't really have a lot of comments on it. Yeah, man. Well, anyways, we're gonna try to hopefully do one more bonus episode, hopefully soonish, so we can give that to you guys. We're also trying to get this live video stuff up so we can start chatting with you in person. Maybe you guys can start joining us and like asking questions or all that stuff we're figuring out a lot of stuff on the super bs front but my bros it has been a beautiful day uh we will talk to you on them very soon i don't want to say on the mañana but very close to that peace oh yeah